And the high road is not choosing between the good and the bad. Anybody can do that. You can do that without God. But the high road is choosing between the good and the best, and always choosing the best. Welcome back to the Baptist Friends Podcast with Dr. Clarence Sexton, where we gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism. Good morning. I'm glad to have all of you on board today. And we're praying, asking God to guide us. There's some monumental things I want to talk about today. I want to be a help to you. I want to be an encouragement to you. And I have some questions for you to even start. And then we'll be here in a little less than an hour today. But I, I want to help you. Let's pray together, may we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for what we can do with our lives in your work. Guide us and help us. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Some people do not join with us in the very beginning, so I may repeat some of these things as we move along. But I want you to have your Bible open to the 18th chapter of Luke. And God has put upon my heart a question. And we're dealing with surviving and thriving as a New Testament church. How do we thrive? Most people just trying to survive. But how do we thrive? I have a study, as a matter of fact, two volumes on the parables of Jesus. And uh, so this is dealt with at length in one of those volumes. But the question is put to us in the 18th chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. When we come to the very last verse of this in Luke 18, verse 8, the Bible says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Shall he find faith on the earth? I want you to write this question down because I intend to preach a series of messages not on the Shepherd's Summit, but to our church on this area, and I want you to be thinking about it. The question is, will Christianity survive? You may write it this way. Will the Christian faith survive? Will the Christian faith survive? The devil seems to be loading all of his big guns at the Christian faith. And we may say it is the most popular while being the most unpopular of all faiths on earth. Popularity is not our goal. And so may God help us. And we need a strong church and strong churches. When I say the word church, I'm always thinking about the local church. We don't think of the church of America or in America. We think about churches. And I believe that's a biblical way 
to talk about things. So will our Christian faith survive? I'm sure many of you, just as I, am disturbed and challenged by the dropping away of people, leaving of people. We have some bright spots. We'll be emphasizing some of those in our prayer meeting this evening. We're having our prayer meeting on Tuesday evening once a year, and that's on Thanksgiving week. And uh, we have some bright spots where some of the converts who've come to Christ recently are going to be giving their testimony, telling how grateful they are for the saving grace of God in their lives. The gospel is still the power of God and salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also the Greek. Now, there's several things I don't want to miss, and one of them is that one of our pastors, who's a dear friend of mine, called me, Brother Dean Eaton, of the Northside Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina, who told me he's just been diagnosed with colon cancer. And Dean's a precious friend of mine. He'll be scheduled for surgery soon. But I want you to write the name down, Dean Eaton, E-A-T-O-N. And I want you to help me pray for him, just as you would like for people to be praying for you. His wife is already on a kidney dialysis treatment and uh, he's ministering to her and helping her. But we need to pray, all of us need to pray for Dean. I want us just to pause and have a prayer for Dean Eaton. Will you pray with me? And let's take our hearts to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege to pray. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you ever lived to make intercession for us. And we pray for our brother, Dean Eaton, that you'll touch his body, guide the doctors, help them to know exactly what should be done, bring him through this, help him with the desire he has to continue to serve you, bless his dear wife by his side, who's going through some really physical trials herself. Please bless her and help her. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The second thing I want to say to you is we're going to have the funeral service, the memorial service for our dear friend who was killed in Baghdad, Stephen Trail. We first thought we would be able to do that a little earlier than we're going to be because his body had to be shipped from Iraq to the States and then prepared here. So if you heard that we're going to have the service in just a day or two, that was incorrect. We're going to have to work to wait till next week. But I want you to pray for his precious family, uh, Jocelyn and their girls and their young son, that God will undertake on their behalf and help them in a special way. And the Lord is with them, and we give him glory for that. Now, I have another announcement to make to you, and that is the Shepherd Summit I've been conducting for every week 
on Tuesdays every week for about three years now. I'm going to start having the Shepherd Summit on the first Tuesday of every month. And then I'm going to communicate with you through other means during the month. But we'll have the Shepherd Summit on the first Tuesday of every month. And I've given, I could give you those dates, you can mark it. Uh, the only one that's a little difficult, the first Tuesday in July is July the 4th, I believe. And so uh, I'm looking for those Tuesdays, and I've marked them. Uh, Tuesday, January 3rd will be our next one. And then Tuesday, February 7th, Tuesday, March 7th, Tuesday, April 4th, Tuesday, May 2nd, Tuesday, June 6th, Tuesday, July 4th, Tuesday, August 1st, Tuesday, September 5th, and Tuesday, October 3rd, Tuesday, November 7th, and Tuesday, November 5th. Now, we will archive, as we've always been doing, archive every, every Shepherd Summit. They're archived now. We're adding to that a description of what we dealt with in those summits. So I'm trying to create a resource for you where when you need help with something, maybe it's something that you're dealing with in the organizational structure of your church or your Sunday school or the deacons meetings or training men and women, whatever the case may be, I want you to be able to go on our website and find how you can go straight to that archived lecture and get it. Now, God willing, I'm going to be speaking live to you on those Tuesdays, the first Tuesday of every month. I may change the one on July because on July 4th you may not be available. You may be doing something, but that's the only one I would change, I think, on Tuesdays. Now, I want to load up your wagon with everything imaginable that I can possibly make available to you so you can serve the Lord more effectively and uh, do the work God's given you to do. I'm thinking all the way through in this new coming year, will Christianity survive? I know there's some bad press about the Christian faith, but I know what God's Word says. But if you answer yes to that question, we need to know, we need to know earnestly and honestly the things that must be part of that survival. Years ago, a friend of mine said, there are irreducible truths in the Christian faith. I want you to think about that expression, irreducible truths. What he meant by that and I, I quizzed him so that I could know exactly what he meant by that because I liked the, the expression. If you're going to have the Christian faith, there's certain elements you can't take out of it. You can't remove them. For example, uh, a World Council of Churches that meets it every so often said, if you Christians would just remove two things from your faith, we could all get along. And they went on to say, yes, those two things are the virgin birth of Christ and the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, you're not going to have the Christian faith without the virgin birth of Christ. 
and the bodily resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, this question about will Christian faith survive needs to be examined by each of us. And it will survive with these elements because there are certain elements that make it the Christian faith. I want to encourage you to read the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 1. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read a little of it now. I want you just to follow along since you have your, your Bible open to Luke chapter 1. And just the way God approaches the subject in this first chapter of Luke, it's more like a table of contents for the entire gospel record of Luke. We all know we have the beautiful story of the birth of Christ in Luke chapter 1 and 2. But listen to these words. The Bible says, For as much as many, chapter 1 verse 1, have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. In other words, we got the certainty of the Christian faith. And it's spelled out for us. You're going to deal with it as you read through the gospel according to Luke. And that's for your own personal study. You can do that. And I hope you will do it. We need to get serious about what we really believe. And remember, we're not just preaching what we believe to be heard. We're preaching it to be repeated so that your people will be repeating the truths that they'll hear from God's Word. I gave you a lecture on building a Sunday school so that your church could function more effectively. That's the last time we were together. And uh, saying that the church is organized to function, and I happen to say that it's organized to function through the Sunday school. Now, I want you to go to that lecture and get a hold of it, outline it, read through it, Get the understanding. You're looking at the body that you have of believers, and this is how you organize them to function. Now, there's some questions that people ask. Uh, what books can you recommend on the Sunday school? Uh, I want Ryan, if he can, to show you something. I'm, I have built a Sunday school library of books on the Sunday school. They're all available, accessible to you. Uh, you can ask more questions about them. But these are books, some of them have been published for over 100 years in the Sunday school. Some are new. And then uh, of all, all those books, I have a book also that Big Ideas for Better Sunday School, that happens to be the title I gave it. I wrote it when I was uh, 27, 28 years old. 
So that's been a long time ago. But it'll be so helpful to you to organize your church to function. And I hope you'll get it. But there are resources for you. There's a magazine entitled Here We Grow Again that was developed just for the Sunday school. You may wish to get this. I spoke at a Sunday school conference in New Jersey for four states coming together for their Sunday school movement. And that's when I published this. That's been a few years ago, but it's still helpful to you. For example, if I were a Sunday school teacher, as one of the lectures, I'd know for sure I'm saved. I'd be loyal to my pastor. I'd be faithful to my church. I would start preparing my lesson early. I would teach the Bible. I would be a soul winner. That reminds me when I say that of uh, Edward Kimball and his soul winning experience with D.L. Moody. He had a desire to see all of his class members saved. And so Moody was one of his class members in Boston. And he went to Moody's place of employment to the shoe store, found him back in the back putting up stock. And that's where D.L. Moody was one to Christ. But it was by a faithful Sunday school teacher. But I'd be a soul winner. I'd have a growing class. I'd work on enrollment. I'd visit every absentee. I'd develop a way of contacting every class member every week. And I would never quit. That's just part of what's in the magazine. You can write me and ask me for it if you wish. If, if all these things I've said to you in about... Uh, 150 lectures, they're available for you. And I want you to have them to help you in any more effective way to serve the Lord. I gave an extensive series on how to prepare and preach a sermon, and that's going to be available for you. And so I'm not trying to do less, I'm trying to do more, but I'm trying to use some wisdom in how I do more. Uh, being in this chair every week on a certain day of the week and giving this Shepherd Summit is something I enjoy doing. I'm not trying to get out of it, but there's many ways to contact you. There are many things that you can download. And uh, for instance, we've talked about missions and missions programming, who we support and how we support them. But those are questions you may have. You may have just come in on one summit and you don't have all that. So we're trying to create a catalog of things. I'm working with the people who work with me to have those things available for you. Another question, what expectations, qualifications do you have for your Sunday school workers? Well, they have to be saved and they know the Lord. They really know the Lord and they're living exemplary Christian testimony. We we basically boil it down to four words, salvation, faithfulness, separation from the world to the Lord, separation to the Lord from the world, and loyalty. So, but I've written books about that and written things about it, and I've given lectures about it, and I've given shepherd summons about it. So maybe you can go to our catalog and find one. And by the way, for the most part, maybe 99%, all these things are free to you. You just have to download them. Another question, do you have ongoing training for your Sunday school teachers? Of course. We have a work, weekly workers meeting on Wednesday evening. And uh, 
Then we're building this Sunday school library. We have people who can train others. That's the way it ought to be done. You've trained people and they train others. And so may God help us. Uh, I want to do everything I can to equip you, but I can't equip you. It's the Holy Spirit who must do that. So don't forget God. Don't forget prayer. Don't forget your personal Bible study. Uh, don't, the only way you can be fully equipped is through the Word of God. All these things are essential. I love helping people who are helping God's people. That's what I've given my whole life to. I've been in the ministry now uh, moving toward 56 years and have written uh, over 40 books to help pastors and Sunday school teachers and Christian workers. So I, I want to do all I can to help you. People have helped me and um, may God help us. Don't forget to pray for Dean Eaton, the pastor, friend of mine in Mount Airy, North Carolina, just diagnosed with colon cancer. Don't forget to pray for his dear wife. Don't forget to pray for the family of Stephen Trell. They're serving the Lord. They were serving the Lord in a very critical area. And Stephen was killed. Um, we can communicate with one another through email and many ways. Um, there's a big thing going on with our choir in Georgia, in the greater Atlanta area. 150 members of the Crown College Choir were having a wonderful concert. And, and the date is on on. November 29th on a Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, and we can give you an email about that if you want to know, if you can get there. It will be, it will be live streamed, but you can be in the meeting live. Uh, we do all we can to encourage as many people as we can, and the Shepherd Summit is being connected to the global work of Crown College. We will tell you more about that. It's being connected to the worldwide work of the School of the Bible. There's nearly 130 schools of the Bible operating now. So line upon line, precept upon precept, one layer of things on the other layer. Did you know that you can enroll in the global work of Crown College and Crown Global and take these courses anywhere in the world. We can make it all accessible to you. There's certain books you can download. There's certain library things that are available to you. And what I'm trying to do now in the year 2023, if the Lord lets us live and Jesus doesn't come, I'm trying to do everything possible to make everything I know of available to you in this Shepherd Summit. Please pray for me. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, guide and help us today. And may the men and women who are listening be encouraged greatly. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want you to go on those resources. Check it out. It's on 
Faith for the Family YouTube. Faith for the Family YouTube. And we have the archives of all the lectures. And we're adding more of that and more of it. Um, sermon Audio publishes every sermon I preach. Every week. Um, so all these series, it's available. So let's avail ourselves of things we have. And it's been a lot of hard work, and I'm, I'm not giving it up. I want to be working hard at it when Jesus calls for me. But I'm changing this, this just a little bit to provide more things for you in printed form. But we'll have a dynamic Shepherd Summit the first Tuesday of every month. And the Tuesday meetings and this new program will be in, in December, the first one on the Tuesday series. Very good. God bless you. Thank you. I need your prayers. Please let me know you're praying for me. I'd love to hear from you. When I get these emails from you, it is so meaningful. And so I hope you'll do that. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Baptist Friends Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. And join us next time as we continue to gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism.